back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 20, The Evil Queen. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Regina goes to Rumple for help to get to Snow, transforming her into a peasant who won't have access to her magic. When Regina is captured by her own knights, Snow comes to her rescue. Touched by Snow helping what seems to be a perfect stranger, Regina discovers that she wants a chance to start over. But when Snow discovers that Regina killed an entire village and that her companion is in fact Regina in disguise, Regina returns to Rumple, fully embracing her role as the evil queen. In Storybrooke, Emma is suspicious of Tamara, thinking she is the she that August warned them about. Emma ropes Henry into helping her find proof, only to be caught by Neil. Meanwhile, Regina learns that the heroes plan to take Henry to the Enchanted Forest, leaving her behind or offering her a life in a cell. She takes matters into her own hands and enlists Hook to help her steal a failsafe that would destroy Storybrooke so that she can take Henry back to the Enchanted Forest on her own. Of course, she portrays Hook, <laughs> but he was two steps ahead. Greg, Tamara, and Hook block her magic and take her prisoner. Roger, what did you think of this episode? Even the synopsis was hard to follow. Yeah, I'm. There were too many, Four too plots. many plots. Is Four. what I wrote down. <laughs> At first, when I was thinking back on this, I was like, maybe I'm just too biased and I only love the Rumple episodes. And then what I realized is that I just like the episodes, but they just keep it at two. Yeah. Just I want less crazy four plots and I want two deep plots. You can you can have a B plot that's like sure. Two people that are like talking and then they interact with the A plot and, and then they like kind of Or they're out. like setting something up for yeah, down the road. Totally fine. But this was like all four plots got like an equal level of time. So I was just like they just kept and it kept ping ponging back and forth and I was like, I don't want to follow this anymore. Yeah. It was obnoxious. Uh not my favorite episode. I agree. Um I do like the Enchanted Forest flashback, especially the interactions between Snow and Regina. Um I would have watched that for a full episode. Same. Same. I, we, I mean, we can talk more about it when we get there, but I think that there's there's a lot of, like, depth to Regina's feelings in this episode, and it was really hard to see Snow break, um, too. Um, I do... Hook, Hook is great in this episode. I like Hook in this episode a lot. I also... So this Hook I enjoy. Mm. Villainous, like, working diagonal. You don't really know kind of whose side he's on. He's interesting right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a good Hook. If he stayed this Hook... I would not hate Hook. Like, this Hook is interesting. He's also just, like, very clearly out for himself. And I love the conversation he has with Regina where he's like, revenge is an end. It's not a beginning. Like, he's very aware and, like, it doesn't change what he's going to do. It just means, like, I know that once my life's purpose is sated, I I don't care anymore. Like, that's it. Yeah. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the good, bad, or the ugly? Okay, I feel like we often start with the thing that's easier because it's shorter. But I feel like we're going to like that more. So why don't we start with the confusing, messy shit? So we'll end on a good note. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Within Storybrooke and its three plots, which one do you want to start with? Um, how about David and Snow? That, that, and they're like bean, the, 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 the bean of it all. I would call the magic this, bean! The sea. Do we, we didn't see a magic Yes, we bean. do. We see them in Regina's office. They're oh, like yes, you're yeah. right. Okay, I would call this the sea plot of Storybrooke. Right? Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> Their conversation was fascinating to me on the docks. Yeah. Um, one, it, it's like, I said this in the cricket game, they're just dumb. <laughs> Please go on. Their compromise was, okay, here's what we're going to offer the evil queen. You can live out your life 
in a jail cell. In? Sound good? That's it. That's all you get. You don't die. Or she could stay. Or you Without Henry. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Also because Regina would never be able to find another magic bean. Ever again. Because there's no more magic beans. There might not be. But yeah, I mean, it's just like that. Snow White is a mother. Do you think if someone went to her and said, hey, your choice is stay behind without your kid. Or you can stay in the same realm as your kid, but you're locked in jail for the rest of your life. I mean, it wasn't her suggestion. It was David's suggestion. She agreed to it. Yes. Like, she should have Because she doesn't know what the answer is. I think she's really feeling conflicted because she always wants to give Regina another chance. And David's like, we tried that several times. (laughs) And every time it has burned them. Right. And, And Snow just can't let go. I mean, even in the flashback, we see another time at which Snow has said, like... Yeah, I would forgive her. And then she says, like, I can never forgive her for this. Which is odd that... So that part of Snow White doesn't make sense to me, but I want to get that in a second. This offer was stupid and pointless. Like, the whole, like, you can live in a jail cell. Like, yeah. It, like, really, if this is what you were going... This is basically torturing her. Like, you should just yeah. say, we're leaving and we don't care what happens to you. Yeah. That, that's like a fake offer. It's disingenuous and it's pointless. I'm like, I don't... No one would accept this. If you told Rumple that he could live in a jail cell, he would be like, that's cool. I think the only reason, I mean, I don't think that she would accept it, but no. I, I think the only reason that she might is because she could still see Henry. Ignoring the fact that she could just, you know, I don't know, find a magic bean or use right. a magic portal or take Hook's ship or I don't know. One of the many ways we found that you can just come I know, they're there. acting like when they move to the Enchanted Forest that they can never come back. I know, just treat it like it's going to another city. Like, okay, hey, I'm going to a Storybrooke. I'll be back in a weekend. Bye. This is definitely why we need um, Beat Me Up Scotty. We need it. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't have a huge part in this episode. They do find the bean field later. Apparently they like hadn't been to the bean fields in a while, or like that just happened? I think that just, because Regina found it at the end of the last episode. Okay, okay. So I'm, what, I, what I am assuming in my brain happened is that she took a stalk when she found it, took it for herself, and then destroyed the, like she raised the bean fields, like yeah. she raised the village. Um, yeah. And then so their whole plan, which I'm assuming this was the plan, they're, they're going to rebuild the Enchanted Forest, because nothing about the Enchanted Forest looked good. It was an ogre's war, and the castle's destroyed. Most of the people are dead. Yeah, it's not great there. This is an odd choice that you're making. Um, and they want to take Emma back. Who hasn't agreed to that yet. Nope, not in <laughs> But also, if they moved to the Enchanted Forest, apparently they could never come back and visit Emma. What if you made a magic wardrobe? What if you did? Just over and over again. Don't like that part. Um, other than that, they're kind of side characters here. Anything else you want to talk about then? No. Um, I mean, we, we see Snow again when she's talking to Emma. Like she gives her some motherly advice about Emma's suspicions of uh, tomorrow. We get a lot of um, Emma's superpower is unreliable in this episode. Even though it it actually, in this episode, is very reliable. <laughs> I See, I, I struggle with that because it's like saying... You were right, but you didn't actually, like, know you were right. You got kind of lucky that you were right. Like, it was a blind shot in the dark that missed and then, like, hit something, bounced off something else and kind of fell in the cup. And you're like, I was right. It's like, eh. And what's kind of worse is that they make her set up to, like, the she's being, like, the other woman. And she doesn't do anything that makes her sound like the other woman. Except we know she is, like, got a thing for Neil because Rumpel called her out on it. Yeah. He says, like, you want a second chance with him, too. I know that. Look. 
So, like, I, I have no idea how to feel about this right now. I'm just confused. I also can't believe... Okay, I get it. We all understand that Henry is going to do what Henry wants to do, even if you say no. But then at the end of the episode, after they find nothing on Tamara, and they're eating the ice cream, and, and, he, and she says, like, good, because I know I'm right. It's like, Emma... You, like, can't be doing this with your kid who already told you that he thinks that this means that you and his dad are going to get back together. Like, and you still have no evidence. But that's what she wants, too. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't want her son to, like, think that. Because what if it doesn't work out? Because, like, in Emma's... I understand that Emma wants to be with Neil. But, like, she's so afraid of having her heart broken that she really doesn't want that for Henry. Fair point. I could also see that, like, at this point, as weird as it sounds, you can rationalize that the only reason they're not together is because of an obscene confluence of events. That's true. I like, mean, Pinocchio showed up. I don't up. even know if that's rationalizing. Like, that is literally the, why they are not together. Like, it sounds insane, <laughs> but it is the truth that Pinocchio showed up one day, said yeah. that she's the savior, you've got to break a curse, Who and you're, by the way, Rumpelstiltskin's kid. So, like, in her mind, she's probably like, well, we are... We are destined to be together. Also, Emma's like seen a curse broken. We're like Mary Margaret and like her parents literally fought through a curse to be together. So she could be a bit of a sappy and be like, oh, yeah, we're like destined to be together. So I don't know. It's not surprising that she feels this way. It's also funny the way she's like, yeah, because I'm right. Yeah. Your superpower <laughs> is like batting under the Mendoza line. I don't think you should be nearly as confident. <laughs> No, I, like, I can't, I just can't believe that. Henry being this confident makes sense. Last time he was told by everybody he was crazy and he was on the money. Like, he had evidence, he had proof, he had a book, he was right across the whole time. Like, okay. If, when Emma and Snow, uh, Mary Margaret are talking and they think Henry is in the shower and then, like, he just pops up and Emma's like, I thought you were in the shower. His delivery of exactly was just like, yes, this is the Henry that I like. That hint reminded me of um, Rumple. Yeah. I was exactly where you wanted me to be. Yeah. Because I was in control. Like, yeah, this Henry's the Henry I like. Like, he's enjoyable. He's actually better at manipulating than the adults are. Uh Uh-huh. It's fascinating. He won't stay this way, sadly. But this Henry's still good. Like, I I did not hate Henry in season one and season two, other than the dynamite. Like, boom goes the dynamite was dumb. But we all get make a mistake. Like, we just mulligan, and then (laughs) we still like him. He's 10. Um, Also, you pointed this out. That blue for Emma really made her eyes pop. It did. Pretty good. She looked good in that. She's very thin, which I guess I've never really noticed about Jennifer Morrison. she's really thin. Well, because she wears a jacket most of the time. Yeah. Which, like, fills her out a little Mm -hmm. bit more. But, like, it's even more ridiculous when you see how tiny of a person she is that she's just straight one-punched Hook twice. (laughs) Hook is a fighter. Like, a dude who's literally surviving. He's a a sword fighter. He's a survivor. He has to be able to take hits. Like, it's not like sword fighting. He's a glass cannon. Uh, <laughs> didn't he survive a duel with a dark one? Because the dark one wanted him to. No. Mila showed up and saved him, but he was definitely like getting his ass. Like he got he got beat down by Rumple with like the cane. He took a bunch of shots there and didn't pass out. One punch from Emma knocked him out though. Rumple was whooping his ass. Yeah. It's just it's it's an inconsistency. And it's mostly done for like comedy. Like Emma can knock him out, but it's just like She's a very tiny She person. She is always holding something when that happens. Her fist? No, like, yes. <laughs> well, like, when you hit someone over the head with something. Yeah. Like. Well, the trash can, okay, but, like, she one-punched him in the 
portal episode when they come home. Yes, she did. Which just I, she had she, the compass in her hand. Okay, the compass wasn't brass knuckles. Like it wasn't like it like amplified her strength. <laughs> brass knuckles. Come on. I want Emma to carry around brass knuckles now. She should. Yo, I'm the savior, and I got these brass knuckles. <laughs> I hear there's a curse that needs a breaking. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm done there. Uh, more Emma and Henry. So we have the interaction in Granny's when they're breaking into Neil and Tamara's room. Yeah, the lookout. How many people do you think stay in this hotel? There can't. It's a bed. It's not even a hotel. It's a bed, it's and, a bed breakfast. and breakfast. <laughs> so here's the interesting part. Granny made that quip a few episodes ago about having super hearings not all that cracked up to be when you live in a hotel. That implies that there are people staying in this hotel. Who? Everybody lives here. I wonder if they're just fake memories. Oh, that's even <laughs> worse. You have fake memories about people not having sex. <laughs> That is hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I love the, like, pretending to hit the door thing. Emma, like, trying to be silly about it. And she, like, deadpans, and Henry's like, I don't, I don't get it. He just doesn't get it. And then when Neil shows up, and he does it, and he's so bad at it, and he's like, oh, hell no, I taught her that. <laughs> like, he's, I think he's offended that she was doing it, and she was trying to pull his move on yeah. him. And he was like, totally, oh, no, absolutely not. I taught you this. Although, to be fair, a few episodes ago, Neil did fall for Henry saying he needed to go to the bathroom and that he took his backpack. <laughs> Henry's a better liar than Emma is. Yeah. <laughs> Henry fooled his true. dad easily. He was like, it's, and I think Emma says, it's your kid. Yeah. He's running. And he was running with Dynamite, I think. Uh, Neil also calls her on her superpower. He said he never believed that. That was funny. And she goes, yes, you did. And, and, and I don't know. What's funny about that is I thought, as a man, was like, yeah, I've said I believe many of things to a woman that I just didn't feel like getting into a fight about. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I also, like, she said they were both good at being con artists. So, like, sure. it's, I mean, I'm sure she, to a certain degree, like, anyone can read people who mm. are lying or are right some of the time. She didn't know Neil was lying to her at first. Right. She ain't that good. Like, he said I didn't buy it. And she's like, yeah, you did. And it's like, when we, when Tallahassee, when he's lying and then he, Later, you know, the car thing. He's really good at telling when people are lying. Mm-hmm. I don't think she is. No, that's true. Um, okay. Wait, one more thing we should talk about. The, the like, interaction after the floorboard. So, Emma gets angry towards, like, the end of their conversation where he's trying to, like, explain something. She's like, don't. It's like, after, basically, they don't find any evidence what mm-hmm. she's looking for. And, like, I don't, I think what he was trying to explain was, that like, it's awkward and I know that, like, maybe you still have feelings for me. And she says don't in a manner that, not like I'm denying it, I just don't want to hear it. Yeah, she doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, but it's like, but you do look crazy right it now. It was also a very weird conversation to have while crouching over a floorboard in front of your son. <laughs> so, so don't do that. <laughs> in a hotel with a woman with superheroes. Yes. Uh, oh, Granny surely heard them oh, yeah. into this room. They should have just been like, "We know you're gonna hear us." Can like we have a key? Thanks. Yes. <laughs> or like Granny should have just been standing outside and been like, "Wolf ears." Yeah. Okay. This is also really bad sheriff behavior. She did not have a warrant. This for is that. standard. To be fair, who do you go to the warrant to get? Who's the judge in town? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. King George is the prosecuting attorney. I think he's on trial for murder right now, so... Yeah, he definitely lives in the sub-basement of the hospital in Regina's And he probably should. (laughs) That's definitely where he lives. Yeah. 
Uh, Regina and Henry. <laughs> that conversation was amazing. <sighs> I love every was, moment. It of was it. very much like we need a new maid. Yep. Just like I mean, she clearly didn't fully think it was going to work because she brought that book with her. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah. but like, did she just want to see what his reaction yeah. was? I mean, I guess it's kind of nice. That's pretty smart. That she asked. Because she first asked him if he wanted to mm-hmm. be with her. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to make sure that he wanted that. Yep. But then she didn't care when he was concerned about killing everyone. <laughs> Regina's concern was about Henry. Not everyone else. Yeah. But the line, what happens to everyone else? They die. <laughs> she says it with such like a, I don't understand what the question is. Like, yeah, obviously they die. And he's like, why would you think I'd be okay? It, it was, it reminded me of Rumpel and Bay. Like, um... You can't just, like, kill the maid. Well, we need a new chambermaid. You've got, like, her blood on your lip. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it was on his boot. He didn't eat her. I think it was both. <laughs> I thought he had... No, I thought he has to wipe some off of this. <clears throat> I don't think so. Okay. Oh, no, that was Ruby. That's Ruby. That's right. She does she kill does things eat. with her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, Regina did have a couple interesting lines in that conversation, though. She says, they only see the evil queen, which they made me. That's the Regina I've come to know and love. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then, this is my chance to go back and start over for me to be the hero. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Like, especially when you think about the flashback. Because at the beginning, when she's having that conversation with Rumpel, she truly does not see herself as the evil queen. She's... She's sort of asking, like, why why don't they... After she killed an entire village for no reason. Which he mockingly says. He's like, yeah, they're going to know that over the charred remains of their bodies. Also, just, like, a bad tactic. Because, yeah. like, if she was trying to get them to confess the whereabouts of Snow White, you kill them one at a time until someone breaks. If you just kill them all, you don't learn anything. Wow, Roger just gave me a really scary look. <laughs> For someone who doesn't understand revenge, you seem to understand torture very well. I mean, Jack Bauer has taught me how to get that information. I want to know who you're working for. You know how you're always very glad that I don't have anyone to seek revenge on? I'm very glad you have no information to extract out of someone. I actually really don't believe in torture. I think it was a very unreliable way. Do you not believe it on principle or unreliable? Both. Okay. It is factually unreliable. Um, and on principle, I think it's wrong. But Jack Bauer makes it look so effective. Well, if Jack Bauer <laughs> showed up and offered to torture someone to get information, maybe I'd say. I think he could get the info. <laughs> but we—I digress. Uh, yeah. So her calling herself the hero is fascinating to me because I think I've said this before. A lot of people see themselves as the hero of their own story. She sees herself as the victim still. Like she is the aggrieved party that Snow White screwed her. And it is fascinating that her is like, well, they'll love me. There'll be time for that. Like, they'll learn to love me, which is kind of her approach with Henry. I'm going to do a bunch of terrible shit, but eventually you'll kind of, like, forget about all that and see me as, like, the good guy. As opposed to, like, no, we're just going to remember you're still a monster. Yeah. Although, it's funny because Snow is the one that made her see that as a possibility. I don't think before this that Regina thought that saving Snow as a child was a heroic act. Well, and Snow saw it that way and told her as much. I don't know that Regina ever. I don't know that that's not true. I think the problem is that like she probably sees her story as starting right after there. 
Oh, no, I completely agree with everything that you said. I'm just, it's it's interesting the way that the, the stories weave together here because that's what Regina wants to get back to. Yeah. Th- that moment right before Snow discovered all of those dead bodies when she was like, yeah, if Regina really meant it, like, I want to have a family with her. Yeah, I mean, I think for Regina, I think what her shock was is how important that was to Snow. Yeah. I think she knew it was a big deal, but not that that's like... Like, that was the thing that she chose to tell a stranger that seems like that might be the most significant, like, event of Snow's childhood in, like, a positive manner, Mm -hmm. which I don't think she ever saw herself as, like, having any sort of positive impact in Snow's life. Also, fun fact, off mic, Roger and I were discussing this, and he did not realize that Snow could have died during the runaway horse situation. Do you know how fast horses can run, Roger? 150 miles per hour? No. Oh. I just wanted to like, throw out a real crazy... Cheetos can't even run that yeah. fast, Roger. It's called horsepower. <laughs> I mean, like, in a short burst, maybe, right? Like it's... 55 miles per hour is how fast horses can run, which is very fast. That's if you fell fast. off of a vehicle oh, yeah. going 55 miles an hour, you'd be fucked up. Yeah. Especially if that vehicle's feet might step on you <laughs> when you fall off. <laughs> I mean, they did paralyze Superman. They did. So. They did. Horses are dangerous. They so. are very dangerous. Uh, yeah, so, can we talk about snow? Yeah. I don't understand the snow. The Snow White in the Enchanted Forest makes sense. She'd been on the run from Regina, but she still had the positive memory because she hadn't really seen the depths of what Regina would sing to at that point. Mm-hmm. But then she saw the bodies uh-huh. and realized that Regina is a monster. Like, yeah. there's no way she's ever going to change. This is who she is. She can never forgive her. This makes sense. Logical progression. But for some bizarre reason now, I'm like, the current... And afterwards, Snow goes back on that again because she tried to save Regina multiple times since then. Even though she saw her do the most heinous thing she'd ever seen. I I just, this doesn't make sense. I think that Snow, I mean, Snow just in general wants to believe in people. Especially, she's still for herself too. Like, she wants to believe that someone can have a second chance because she herself needs that. She's still, I mean, they, they're they kind of just going to forget about the fact that Snow's heart is dark from from killing Korra. But, I like, she she is still on a journey to try to, like, get back. Mm-hmm. It's just in her nature to want, to want someone to be better. Um, but also, Regina was on a path to redemption, and then Korra showed up. So I think Snow might be thinking about, like... We were there, and then we all accused her of murder, <laughs> which she didn't do. And then her mom showed up, and then they started doing evil shit again. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not, like, I, I probably wouldn't feel that way, but it's, it seems fitting for Snow White. To- I feel like path to redemption is a strong statement for someone who just basically did nothing the entire first third of the season. She was very... She went to see Archie. She was trying not to use magic. But she didn't do, like, you know... Like, she didn't do anything heroic. Yeah. She just didn't do... It's like saying, like, well, I could have abused you, so that makes me a good parent. Yeah. No, it just means you weren't a bad parent. Yeah. To, to be good, you have to be a good... No, I get that. And she hadn't done anything good yet other than not cast the curse. Like, the best thing she did <laughs> was not do the thing that she shouldn't have done in the first place. It's like... No, she saved them. But she was the one who helped cast that... And I, like, I understand. It's, it's always the, like, okay, you did the thing, now you undid the thing, well, now you're just back at status quo. Like, you're not doing anything yeah. on the plus side. She didn't have a reason for t- 
And her reason was actually sound. I mean... The first time. Not the second one. The second one was stupid. I mean, other than just petty revenge. But the first time, it's like, her mother's a threat. Like, trying to keep Cora out of the storybook would have saved China's life. Yeah. But it would have also killed Snow and Mary Margaret. Or Snow and Emma. Um, And then we get some Regina and Hook here. Kind of wish they had gotten together. I think they're actually very good together in the sense of, like, that conversation was fascinating. Fascinating. Also, two very excellent Regina costumes in this episode. The, the, I, I've said this before. Two? Yeah. I love the pant, when she wears the pant, oh. the leather pants with the, like, it's not really a dress. It's kind of like a, like a jacket that has a, has a skirt. Um, love that look. It, like, love the colors. She's, she's got a whole, like, crimson thing going on throughout this whole episode. Love that outfit. And then in Storybrooke, she's wearing that, like, crimson top mm. that's very form-fitting and that really long form-fitting skirt with the boots very nice i don't know what it says about me but that's a very attractive woman um i mean she's a very attractive woman. yeah but like all the evil shit she does doesn't bother me what <laughs> last weekend i told you that i think the evil reptile fascist man from star trek that's is weird sexy. that's weird <laughs> It's weird because he looks weird. <laughs> like, ignoring his personality, that just is weird. Remember the video about the, like, oh, you're attracted to the... No, not the conventionally attractive man uh, talking about the dark one. Not Rumple, the scaly dark one. That That's the weird part that I'm referring to. Yeah. Um, I like the scales. Anyway. <laughs> Hook makes a very interesting point at the beginning where he talks about... I guess this is a little bit Hook and um, Greg and Tamara... But he talks about his entire life's purpose was just to kill the Dark One. Mm-hmm. That is one of the more sad statements we've heard so far. That's the only thing you had to live for. And now that he believes he accomplished it, he was just happy to be done. And he's been doing this for hundreds of years. So him and Regina, why I think they're an interesting pair is that they both made the same mistake. They only pursued revenge. Like, say what you want about Rumpel. He really doesn't pursue revenge. Like, if it happens to pop up, he'll take it. But he doesn't, like, plot to go get Hook or get um, Mila. He, like, plots to, like, get what he wants. But it's not usually revenge. Like, he doesn't spend a lot of time. Whereas, like, those two spent decades, if not hundreds of years, consumed by it. And just wasted their life. And even he admits, he's like, it's an ending. That's it. That's all all I have to do. There's no value in it. And yet she's still in Rumple. Rumple and Hook agree on something, Regina. If that isn't a sign that you were doing something bad, I don't know what is. Well, he also says the constant pursuit of revenge is why we have no one to care for us. Is that what he says? He does say that, yeah. He I says it was like, many things. I thought it was like the bad things that we keep doing. No. The, oh. This constant pursuit of revenge okay. is why we have no one to care for us. Yeah. And, and, he says, and not, like, dude, not dude. just like a, in a romantic way. Like, Hook has no one. He has a crew. Yeah. But they're fucking pirates that would, you know, do whatever. <laughs> I mean, he... Yeah, that's an odd phrase for him because, like, Regina pushed everyone out of her life. Hook didn't push everyone out of his life. He just stopped seeking anyone. Yeah. Well, he didn't have anybody else's wives to He also up. lived in Neverland for a long time. Yeah. With a bunch of little boys. He doesn't have an affinity for this. <laughs> Man dresses in leather and carries a hook. I don't know what he's, he's got, got an that affinity billowing for. chest hair going on. Into that. He's not even, he's, he's way too small, but I'm into the billowing <laughs> chest hair. He also has nice eyes. He does have pretty eyes. <laughs> and the hook is cool. 
It'd be better if he had an eye patch, though. <laughs> we should start tracking how many times you wish the character had an eye patch. Um, Every character should have an eye patch. Rumpelstiltskin should have an eye patch. I don't think that would work. Yes. Rumpel's eyes tell a lot, and you can't cover one of them up. It's only half. You, you got to have the full experience mm. with the dark one. Um, I also like that when he comes to Regina in the mayor's office, I'm not sure at that point if he is on her side, completely manipulating her, or working diagonally, which I think is great. I was intrigued about how that was going to go, because he just flat out says, oh yeah, this is exactly what they said, and I'm here for protection. What I wonder is that he thought Cora was alive, so he was playing what he thought were the uh-huh. better odds. Cora and Regina, stronger than Greg and Tamara. Oh, Cora's dead. Hmm, not entirely sure about this anymore. Maybe I'm going to go back on this. Oh, he wait. Did. You can kill the Dark One. All right, I'm on Team Regina now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's very hook-like to to present the double cross to the person. Yeah. Not necessarily gen... I mean, yes, he would absolutely genuinely jump on that ship if that's the way the wind blew. Whichever way the wind blows <laughs> in. So if the double cross helps him, he's going. If not, eh. I do think he was also genuinely uh, sad about Cora. Which is funny because the last they interacted, didn't they screw him over? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he respected her for yeah. her... Ruthlessness? Yes. I mean, she tricked him several times. Why and aren't you mom of the year? He's pretty, uh... He's pretty savvy. Good use of her word for Thank a pirate. You. Um, he also says that thing, oh, what she wanted most in the world was to see you win. Which I think Hook genuinely believes is true. I'm not sure I genuinely believe that that's true about Cora. I think that was manipulation. Really? Okay. Yeah. That, that was saying the thing that you needed to say okay, to Okay, yeah, I get that. Because he knew, he even said to her like, aren't you mom of the year? There's, you don't say that to a person who you believe that what they generally want is their daughter's happiness. Yeah. So that was just like, you need to tug the heartstrings. And he's good at that. He is very good at manipulation. Um, he also gets Regina to put that cuff on and make her think it's her idea. Unbelievably brilliant. <laughs> like he, he puts the arm out and like very clearly displays it so she would want it. And he's like, no, it's mine. It was mine. Okay. Whatever you want, here you go. I'm just like, dumbass. This, Regina's weakness is her emotions. When she gets emotionally heightened, she can't think straight. Yeah. That, when a pirate willingly gives you something like that, pause. You it's like when the dark one's like... Pirates, pirates don't give up booty. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do, in fact. Uh... Booty, yeah. booty in the wang wang? Booty in the wang wang. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think he does a great... But then he gets tricked himself, like, five minutes later. Or I don't. I guess they're under the mines. We talked about this. They went under the library and then walked all the way out to where... I don't think it's actually that far, but, yeah. I mean, the... I don't know exactly where the mines are, but the library is in the middle of town. Or in... The in, middle of the town that's one street. That's... <laughs> Well, there's another street because gold lives somewhere. But there is another street because there's a stoplight between oh, right. two streets. Yes. But I think I, I'm pretty sure, like, because Gold's shop is just down the road from the library. Yeah. And like, there's nothing behind Gold's shop. It's yeah. woods. So yeah. So it's just that's the woods. That's yeah. where the mines are. And then we see Snow White's sleeping coffin, uh-huh. and which we had seen last in the mines when she dropped a piece down there, and the trigger was hidden in there. But she also like kicks um, Hook down into as a distraction. 
and that's Maleficent. I know. I don't know what that's about because we've never seen Maleficent take this very creepy form. Do, like a She's like demon. a screaming banshee demon. Yeah. And like is huge somehow, but like isn't a dragon. Yeah. Like why isn't, <laughs> I mean, I guess they couldn't get the actress. Maybe. So like. <laughs> Too much True Blood? True Blood would have been done by now. I don't think so. 2012? I thought True Blood had long since ended, but maybe not. Um, but yeah, so he survives that fight. I don't know how he survived that fight. I don't know how he got back up. How did he communicate with Greg and Tamara to get out of that? I, I, I mean, I think he... T- they they must probably have followed. followed him. They must have followed Because him. he went there with the express purpose of tricking Regina. Yeah. Uh, True Blood ended in 2014. Okay. So, yeah, she had too much True Blood. Um, yeah, no, it, it was... a. Uh, and he does a thing like I must. I'm very good at surviving, which is true. He finds a way to survive. Yeah, we actually don't even see what like we see some fighting with this yeah. creature, and then we have no idea how he got out. Love that he's just up there Chilling. when Regina comes up. Like, what was he? How did? How did it take her so long? Maybe she had to walk for a while to get to the coffin. Because uh, she needed the thing distracted, so it wasn't following her when she walked to the coffin to get yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But then how did she get back up? She walked back to the elevator. Uh Uh-huh. And who helped her get it up? Because she never magic. I think you just found a plot hole, Roger. Inconsistently, because she even says at the beginning, it was a two-man job before there was magic. Yeah. You ain't got magic. Yep. Which, Um, oh, can we talk about that line from Greg? But it was supposed to be like, I know it's supposed to be like a cool badass moment and you pointed this out about like, it's not magic, it's science before explaining the most non-science thing in the history of science. Yeah, like it's a, it's a leather cuff. Like it can be made of whatever you want, but she, she put it on over her wrist. Mm-hmm. So science says she could take it off over her wrist unless it somehow got tighter with all the science that's inside the cuff. I mean, if the <laughs> argument was that like whatever contains magic in your blood was like neutralized by the elements in there. And That's so not what he said. No, that would have made more <laughs> sense. And he, but he does something about it's the strongest metals known to man. I was like, okay, so it's, let's say it's X-Men adamantium or whatever, but like, is that like a permanent neutral? I like how this universe also contains the X-Men. It's Disney. I mean, <laughs> you know what? At this point, whatever storybooks are available, sure. I'm just going to say it contains all of them. Sure. But yeah, like that. That's like the second time this season where they tried to like deliver this line that they seen was like really badass, and you're just like, that's stupid sounding. Yeah, not not good. I also don't really know like, like you you made the point about Greg's Greg's purpose seems noble. He wants yeah. to find his father, but he's got something else going on that I I don't get. He, like this is one of my issues with this season is that I want villains to be villains and I want heroes to be heroes. I don't mind some people in the gray, but if everyone's in the gray, then it's just confusing. Regina right now is in the gray. Rumple lives in the gray. That just is who he is. Um, Greg is both looking for a noble purpose, but obviously is doing something sinister, as they set up by he's having the affair at Tamara. And he's got a mission that he won't tell anybody about. <laughs> and it has something to do with science. It has something to do with science. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's nonsense. And you're kind of sitting there wondering, it's like, like, we're in the third to the last episode, and I still don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Like, by the time, like, if you go back a, a full season, the... the third to last episode was Emma kidnapping Henry. Like some crazy shit yeah. had happened. Oh, that's true. And it was getting wild. And right now I'm just sitting there like, uh, like villains who really only be introduced for two, three episodes. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Tamara also says almost nothing. Like she just glowers in the <laughs> scenes where she's supposed to be evil. She lo- she stares evilly. 
stares evilly. Oh, okay. Uh, Got to point this out. The closed caption. <laughs> if, if for those who watch the closed caption, for some Which reason, everyone should. Everyone should. In the in Storybook, going back real quick, when Regina says something while she walks out, they say Queen Ava, and I'm like. Is Queen Ava in this episode and I missed it? Because I thought she was long dead. Don't know why they made that mistake. It was quite hilarious. It was weird. Um, yes, Queen Ava says about as much as Tamara does. That's true. I I thought Tamara had been built up interestingly. Well, yeah, but in that her interactions yeah. with August were really interesting. And now I'm once again just bored with her. Like, I'm just like, well, you just kind of sit there and scowled. Yeah. I don't know. For, like, a show that is all about fairy tale characters with obvious heroes and obvious villains who's my obvious villain here like who is the person that i'm supposed to be rooting against because like yeah okay they captured regina am i supposed to feel sorry for regina she literally just told her son like 45 minutes ago that she was gonna kill everybody <laughs> in fact she was going down there to get a failsafe trigger to murder everyone you're not good either also what a weird thing to have regina well it makes sense to have some sort of backup plan to undo it sure but at the time, the only way to move between lands was with a curse. How was Regina going to escape this failsafe if she ever had to use it? Well, it would take everyone back, doesn't it? No, oh, no, it just it destroys It kills everyone. It's <laughs> literally what she said. That makes more sense for Rumple to have. Yeah. I don't understand why Regina would have this. Agreed. Maybe it's like a, a connected to a dead man switch. So if you kill her, that's what happens. Ah. That would be smart. Yeah. Enchanted Forest. Okay. Did we cover all three plots in Storybook? I think so. Cool. Okay. So we've got Regina. We already talked a little bit about how she doesn't understand why why they all love Snow and not her. Uh, she also has that real, it really reminded me of the Hansel and Gretel episode, she says to, to Rumpel, I offer these peasants a fortune and they still protect Snow White? She's like, I don't understand. Like, what, are, what is this? What are morals? Like, what is that? Well, the Hansel and Gretel one was ridiculous because you were asking two children to abandon their father. This one, they don't, like, these people have nothing. That is an unbelievable amount of um, undying loyalty to basically pass up, I'm giving you a golden ticket to live no longer in squalor, all you have to do is give me information on Snow White. That is shocking that nobody said, Oh, I'll tell you. I agree that it's shocking that no one is willing yeah. to do that. Like a few people saying, like, I don't care, I believe in Snow White. But yeah. the whole village went, nah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And then Rumpel comes in with, you'll have to be content with the fear. They'll never love you. Amazing what happens when you can see the future. It's also shocking to me that she wanted them to love her. She like, tries that whole bat. She's a terrible Because she has a hole in her heart and she needs someone to fill it. But like... Well, who better than everyone? <laughs> Regina is consistent in that she is constantly searching for someone to love her for no good reason. Yeah. Like at this point, her, her life would have been better served seeing if she could break the laws of magic and just time travel. Just go see if you can, like, pluck Daniel back from the past. Yeah. Um, another thing I really love about their conversation, occasionally, Rumpel gets more Scottish. Yeah. Um, and he had a very strong Scottish accent during their conversation. Yep. Love that. He, yeah, it's funny in that he's not a big part of this episode. No. But he is the entire impetus of, like... He's an important part of yeah. the episode. Yeah. And, like, it, 
it's almost like he does the whole thing where he's like the beginning and the end. He tells Regina, okay, you're not going to like what you see. Does it for him. And then the line he hits her with later, I said you could call. I never said I was going to answer. I damn near burst out laughing. Like I was like, that's that's fantastic. He's like, that, that is true though. Like it, it was almost like a warning. Like you should be careful on the deals, of, uh, the details of a deal. All I said was that you can call. Well, and just his foresight, because what he wanted out of this was for her to become the evil queen. Yeah. He absolutely did not want her to kill Snow White because then she would never cast this curse that he needs her to cast. So he he helped her to turn into a person that she could use to get close to Snow White so she could kill her because he knew that she wouldn't do it. I mean, I also think that, like, that's not that surprising. Like, that's not foresight. That's like having spent five minutes around her. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> in many ways, there are other things. Because like, what's funny is that he's had to do this, like, three times. Like, the whole episode with the doctor where uh-huh. they do that whole plot and it's, like, getting her, you know, into the mood of using the magic. And I also like how he throws in her face that she can't do the uh, transmogrify spell that Cora can do. Transmogrify? What? That's the right word, isn't it? Transfigure, I think? I don't know. Whatever. It's changing one thing to another. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, he like he smartly like tells her her limitations. So, like, to kind of be like, yeah, you're too weak to do that. You're not, you're not able to do that. Oh, okay, yeah. Here, I have a solution. I'll, uh, or, you know, he, he lets her think that it's her idea, just like Hook yeah. does. And then, gosh, that that conversation was actually very interesting. Like when she is, for one, the um, guards. Let's talk about that real quick. The whole, okay, how many people know your name, your alcoholism, and like the fact that you suck as a knight? And that you were flogged last year for being late. Like that should immediately be like, that's kind of weird. I mean, maybe they just think Regina blabbed. Also, I feel bad for that poor knight who uh, said looks just like her. <laughs> He dead. He's dead, yeah. Actually, he's not dead. He's being tortured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another interesting tidbit out of the conversation with Regina and Rumpel, we finally get the, I need you to cut off all trade with King George's realm. Very important piece. And she questions why. Yeah. I need a bankrupt. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> She's like, fine, okay. I also thought something that was helpful about that conversation is it helps us place where we are in time Mm -hmm. because they very clearly, Regina has magic, but she is not, she has not come into her full magicness. Mm -hmm. And this is very close to the time, like after Snow has left. Yeah. And Snow has not met Charming yet, though she will meet him soon because Charming is still a shepherd at this point. Uh So it is nice for like the time and place. It's also fascinating the amount of things that like you're seeing him put into place. Because he had to do that. Then he goes and sees George. And then he goes and sees David. And then David... I mean, it's like he had to literally just boom, 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 boom. And all these things fall into place. It's pretty insane. I also can't believe that George thought of, can you please bring me the twin son of my dead son? Rather than like, can you just get Regina to start training with me again? Could have just asked for that. I don't think he wanted Regina's help at that point. Well... And that's not necessarily help, but, like, just free trade between kingdoms is a thing that kingdoms want. Sure. <laughs> but it's kind of like a, you fucked me over. Yeah. I really don't want to deal with you No, anymore. I get that. Because remember, even when she shows up when he's about to execute Charming, he's like, what do you want? Yeah. He's very... And when she offers him riches, he, like, thinks about it. He doesn't really want to take it. Then he's finally like, well, fine. Yeah. So there's a lot of animosity. Also love at the end of the episode when we get back to Regina and Rumpel again together. Did she walk to his dark castle? I think she did. I think he made her walk. Damn! In, like, peasant clothes. In rags. But, like, 
Like, Snow had to, like, row a boat, if you recall, to get to him, right? That's to the dock when she goes and... I mean, I'm sure there's more than one way to get there. It's, but I just, it's not an easy trek is what I'm assuming. No, so, I'm like, sure it's not. He definitely made her suffer. And then he wants, he wants to hear that he's right. And that look on his face when he's like, yeah, tell me I'm giggles. right. He giggles. <laughs> tell me I'm right. <laughs> what, you just want to hear I'm right? Uh-huh. Um, okay, then we get more Regina of the guards. Oh, uh, hold on, real quick before you go on. Do you remember when um, Rumple talks to Whale? At the end of the yeah. episode. And it's like, oh, I just want to hear it. I don't I don't care about anything else. That fun it's funny to me that Rumble takes such pleasure in just having other people admit he's right. Because yeah. he has foresight, so he knows he's right. <laughs> he just likes to make them admit it. Like it, he wants them to believe it. Yeah, he just wants he's like lording his knowledge over them. And he's like, Yeah, yeah igno- acknowledge me. Okay, go ahead. Um Regina genuinely believes that she's not evil in this episode. <laughs> like in the beginning. She just killed an entire town of people. There were children. And she just, no reason, just kill all of them. I mean, no there's, mercy. A, there's a reason. Sure. But again, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> uh, it's nice not being a sadistic one in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I also really like it when one of the knights calls her a dirty slag. I think that is my new favorite insult. <laughs> At first I thought he was going to say something else with the SL. Whoa. I was like, yo! <laughs> no. And then Snow comes in and saves the day. The look on Regina's face is glorious. <laughs> Snow White. Like, just, I, I love her moment, right? The way that she conveys disgust is just a thing yeah. of heart. And then they say, like, there's something horrifying about being saved by your... I think, um, what's his name from... Uh, Worf talks about this. Like, there's nothing more shameful than being saved by your enemy. Yeah. yeah it's true. Absolutely. And in her mind, like, Snow White is the enemy. Yeah, though, I mean, they were just going to kill that one. <laughs> like, Regina was about to die in her own knight's hands. Yeah. Yeah, she was. And then we get a lot of Regina and Snow time, which is my favorite part of the episode. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, I just, it was the most interesting part of this very, uh, very convoluted episode. Yeah. Uh, Regina seems so surprised that Snow would help a perfect stranger, which I, I did think it was interesting. Have when, you met Snow White? I know. All? Although when Snow says like, Regina was just so wrapped up in her own pain that she could never see that I was always on her side, which I don't think is untrue, but also there's that episode where like Snow's father is just like mooning over her. And poor Regina is just sitting in the back of the room. And the Snow White that we know would have walked to the back of the room and said, like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? Or, hey, father, your wife looks like she's not having a good time. Maybe spend some time. Maybe talk about her. You know, be a good husband. <laughs> I mean, she, she was very young, to be fair. Henry is very young. Henry is very young. Henry he does not do that. Like, he would, have know, he would have seen that and, like, picked up on that. And then Regina listens to that story that she knows to be about herself. And in that, Snow actually says, Regina, this woman, was the person that taught me to be selfless. Mm -hmm. Which I think is kind of beautiful. I also think it's odd that, like, that story was very clearly about Regina. Yeah. So, like, at the end, when they make the, I didn't say it was her, it's like, yeah, but, like, it was very obvious that thing was about that person. Like, they're like, you know, I hate that trope where it's like, oh, I knew you were not who you said you were because I didn't tell you this one. Like, they actually did it earlier in this season when, like... Um, when Cora said Cora. Henry's name. Yeah. yeah. 
But it was like, but that was a logical inference that someone would have made. But like, well, yeah, that was the big heroic thing, and that's that same person. Like, yeah, well, especially the thing with Henry's name is like you could not know the you name. You could not know the name. Yeah, there's no way you could jump from that point without yeah. having previous info. In this, I think a, I I agree. Yeah, that was a logical jump that Regina, quote unquote, made. Although Snow is very astute, I literally wrote this not next to that, but to something else. She said. About Regina, I think she's in constant pain, yeah. and she's always looking for who to blame for it. I wrote that down as well, <laughs> which is literally Regina. Yeah, that's high conflict person, always in. Pain. I even said in one of the episodes, I was like, I think she'd rather die sometimes because she's just miserable. Yeah, she's so miserable, and she always needs someone to blame. Everyone but her mother. Well, and she—it's almost like she enjoys being miserable. I always think about the um, the apple is red as blood episode where she gets Snow to to bite the apple. And Snow says, haven't we both suffered enough? And Regina says, no. no. <laughs> I don't, so I don't think that's a matter of enjoyment. I think what she's saying is that you took something from me and I, there's nothing I can do yeah. that will make you as miserable as I am. Which truthfully, other than her killing Charming, which I'm shocked she just doesn't do, that's the only thing that could put them on equal terms yeah. in her mind. And then Snow goes through that whole thing about how she like really wants... She really hopes that someday, like, this woman can can come back. And Regina, the way that Regina looks at her, she just, she wants that so badly. And I wonder what would have happened if Snow had not discovered that field of bodies. <laughs> if you're Snow White, are you just, like, concerned at this point anytime you walk over a bluff? <laughs> yeah, there might be bodies everywhere. There might be people killed by a wolf. Oh, for two here, like just and not just like a body, dead bodies just everywhere. I'm surprised she's not afraid of wells. That she should well be. Was completely full of blood. Oh gosh, it wasn't even bloody water. It was just, just blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> and the snow, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have. That so that was interesting in that Regina has not become the evil queen yet. I mean, she's she certainly has evil tendencies. She ripped the heart out of that woman that Rumpel was training. Yeah. Um, but but she she sort of she wants the power and she wants revenge against Snow. But she doesn't she doesn't see herself as the evil queen that everyone else sees her as until this episode. This episode made me think Regina's just more insane than evil. <laughs> like honestly, for the most part. She knows that she does bad things. Like, she doesn't deny it, usually. Like, usually she's yeah. like... Other than, like, you always put the evil in front of my name. But that's, like, a kind of, like, what a villain would say. The reason that she doesn't deny it is because she doesn't think it's her fault. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Like, even in this case, like, she she thinks... Like, when she's talking to Rumple, well, they'll love me. You murdered them! They won't. They I won't don't, love you. Like, he's even laughing at how absurd it sounds. And like, you want to... Murder, like the one the that they sweet fair maiden, the one that they all rejected unlimited wealth for. That's how much they love them, and you think you're just gonna flip that? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I are you insane? Would have been my question if I was Rumple. Like, you're crazy, yeah. you clearly aren't reading the situation. Uh, yeah, but boy, that uh, that's no at the end, yeah, definitely has lost all faith in Regina for like 15 seconds. It's hard when you're faced with physical evidence. Mm. She also lets her go. She doesn't kill her. She could have shot her. It was hard when they were faced with physical evidence in the cricket game. And they were wrong. Maybe just... In this case, she's right. But like, you know, just saying. Regina also doesn't deny it. 
No, because she did it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, oh, yeah. If Snow had been willing to pull the trigger there, a lot of pain would have been stuff, uh, stopped. But, uh, like, what Rumble would have done? Snow had just been like, you know what? Bang. <laughs> he would have been fucked. He didn't have to find somebody else. He'd have another one. He'd be yeah. like, Snow White, congratulations, you're the new little queen. Her heart would be dark. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. What was your favorite moment? Oh, definitely the entire Regina having to walk to the dark castle. <laughs> And then the conversation. Like, especially the point where he's like, yeah, I want you to say that I was right. I, I, I just love not only Rumple kind of mocking her, but like Regina embracing the evil queen. That yeah. was, again, it felt like another genesis of the evil queen. I'm into that. Um, mine is, I thought you were in the shower. Exactly. <laughs> Henry Stiltskin in the house. Henry Stiltskin is right. Most ridiculous moment? It's not magic. It's science. Oh, I can't believe I didn't pick that one. That's a really good one. Before explaining the most non-science thing ever. Yeah. That's actually probably better than the one I picked because I think she knew that this wouldn't work. But Regina telling Henry about her plan to kill everyone and just like thinking he might be okay with it. That was my runner-up. What happens to everyone else? They die. <laughs> it's okay, though. We'll be together in the pla- in the place with all the ogres. His reaction is fantastic, though. He's like, how could you ever think I would love someone who would do that? <laughs> it's an appropriate reaction. And she's just like, well, that didn't work. It is very appropriate. Okay. Uh, who's your loser? I have three losers. Okay, I only have one. Go ahead, go first. It's okay. Regina, isn't it? Mine is Regina. I just, I mean, I don't. <laughs> She's my first place loser? When she, especially she was so fucking smug when she got that, when she knocked Hook down and like got that fail safe. And she, she, she chose to put that on her wrist. <laughs> Who is Regina's worst enemy? Regina. And, I mean, in the Enchanted Forest too, like, she... It, it wasn't just that she, like, you know, got captured, etc. But she saw what she could have, but then she couldn't have it because she killed everyone. Also, yeah, they're defacing the queen. Shut up and mind your own business and go find Snow White. But she had to go up there and protect her own ego. Like, that whole thing was ridiculous. Like, Regina, what are you doing? What's the matter with you? Own worst enemy. Who you got? Okay. Regina, look, loser of the episode. Uh, Emma, big loser in this episode. Big loser yeah, in this I'll episode. Take that. Um, third loser, all of us. All of us. <laughs> it's been a while since you have chosen us as the loser. This was just not a good episode. Yeah, I for, agree for with something that. that was the like not penultimate, but the one leading into it. This doesn't feel like I'm going into like an exciting end of season. Do you think this episode is worse than Dreamy? No, but I would say it's like slotted, maybe right above it. Yeah, because the murder, the murder plot in, in Dreamy, it's like. Three minutes, but it's great. <laughs> the things around Dreamy are good, whereas like I haven't really loved this season, and this episode is... This might be the low point of the season. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it's pretty bad. Uh, before we do winter, uh, we saw Magic Bean, so we we'll did. add that to our Magic Bean counter, and despite the fact that she was a loser and no one would listen to her, we should have listened to Emma on this episode. She was right. What was she right about? Tomorrow. She's right. She's right in that tomorrow's evil. She was wrong in which there was evidence there. Right. Sure. Uh, but she didn't use her superpower to determine where the evidence was. Okay. <laughs> You're the one that came up with this. We should have listened to Emma Tracker. When I meant that, I meant like where she actually has like facts, not just like blind, unverifiable hunches that are usually wrong, but 
Okay, that is fair to track. We should have listened. To, well, Henry does listen to Emma. He, so does. he, he does. He learns. Who's your winner? The Outsiders. Greg Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. Good plot. Uh, Greg, despite his stupid understanding of the word science, does... <laughs> <laughs> he actually, they engineered a pretty smart plan. They were able to neutralize Regina's magic, and then I assume they kidnap her when they say a bagger. Yeah. So... Well, and... And they convince Hook to help. When faced with suspicions about Tamara, Neil is completely oblivious. Well, he's a man. Yeah. But he's a very smart man. But he's in love with her. And he's like 200 years old. But he's in love with her. Okay. Yeah. Izzy. Mm, Izzy. Izzy. Okay. Uh, My winner is Hook. For the same reason, I actually included have. Hook as part of my outsiders group that on that one. That thing with the yeah. with the cuff was real good. Greg Tamar and Hook are my yeah. winners. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Hook was great in this one. I actually think he was just great, like the acting job by the actor. Agreed. The way he talks so about revenge, the way that he like his conversation with Regina, and at the end, like even like had his smug like victory stance at the top of the thing. He's like surprised to see me. <laughs> <laughs> It was very rumpled. startling, aren't I? That's is actually what, was, what yeah. he says. Some people say it's striking. His chest hair billows perfectly <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> if only he had an icon. Although I'm more of a fan. I mean, low cut shirt, fine. But I'm more of a fan of when chest hair billows out of a normally high cut shirt. I'm like, that's impressive. That's hey, speaking impressive of chest normally hair. high cut shirts, oh, what yeah. was up with Charming today? I know you. He had a very low-cut shirt and maybe, no chest hair. Maybe Snow really likes her deep V-cuts. Maybe she does. You know. He's, he's charming. Well, she used to be a top-button kind of gal. You know what's funny? You know who used to wear the low V-cut shirts? James. He did. Maybe David's becoming evil. Maybe he's just a Lethario now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Catherine's back at home, and while Snow's dealing with the Heart of Darkness thing, he's, like, reconnecting with his other wife. It's true. Yeah, I mean, you never know. So next week we are going to watch Second Star to the Right and In Straight On Till Morning, which are the final two episodes of the season. They're kind of like a two-parter, which is why they are named like that. Um, what are you looking forward to? Well, it's the end of the season, so what's going to happen? Where is um, the? Who is the villain? <laughs> I would like to know who the villain is. I would also <laughs> like to know is Greg's dad alive? Owen's dad? Are we going to see a? a- I mean, like, Regina killed the entire fucking village. You think she did not kill... She didn't kill Belle. Well, that's true. Because well, she wanted to use her as a chess piece. Did and then she... did it when she needed to. Like, he could be in the cell. Like, it's, it's not he unreasonable could, he, he could, could be under the hospital. Um, so I'm curious about that. I'm very curious. The bean field just got burned. So, like, now what's the plan? Yeah. I'm not... I don't love the Tamara, um, Emma, Neil storyline. But obviously he's got to figure out the truth here at some point. And the fact that Greg and Tamara are together, I mean, this whole thing is weird. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to this season being over. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just, season one, I was like anticipating every next episode, other than Dreamy. And then now I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I guess a better question than who, who's the villain is, who's the next villain? Yeah, I kind of want to see who the next villain is. Yeah. Um, what's the mission? That actually is one of yeah, the what's questions. Yeah, what are Greg and Tamara doing? Who are they working for? <laughs> Amazing. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch both Season 2, Episode 21, and Episode 22, Second Star to the Right, and Straight On Till Morning. And we will see you next time.